the, the one thing that I wanted to add on top of that is, is speaking to the happiness chemicals that we've addressed, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin, the endorphins, right? There is a way for you to still get that, even if you're in self-isolation, right? If you are looking to stimulate your dopamine levels, maybe try and cut down on them. <laughs> I think don't <laughs> don't try and that because they're overly stimulated already. I can almost promise you that by all of the, the things that you're constantly doing to that you're craving because you're, you're trying to make up for it, right? <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT Podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. Welcome back everyone to the Real Life Tips Podcast. This is episode number 31 and I'm your host Mono. You're joined by Leon. Welcome back everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in again. Uh, hopefully if you've been sticking it out for the last 31 episodes, it means that you're a Thorough Blood uh, Real Life Tips podcast listener by now. For those of you that are new, we welcome you as well. We don't generally do the like really, really tough topics, but this one has been on the list for a little bit. And yeah, I think it's time we have to get this one out, Manu. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be quite interesting, I think, because it's all about the pandemic. And I'm sure we're all quite sick and tired of hearing about yeah, you know, all of the vaccine situations going on, everyone getting infected and all of those things. But tonight we're going to take a whole new approach and a different approach to this. So there's a couple of very interesting things that we're going to be covering in this episode here tonight. And I can promise you this, if you stick it out throughout the course of this episode, there's a ton of value sitting right here. Mm. We're going to look at it from a few different angles. The impact that the pandemic has actually had on our lives emotionally and physically, you know, and really have a look at it from a mental health point of view mm. and see how that really affected us. So we're going to explore all of that in great depth here tonight, Leon. I think mm. it's going to be a very insightful episode. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, just to quickly date this episode, I think this is the only episode we'll probably ever date. But, you know, if you're going to listen to this in 2030 it's probably important to know where in the pandemic we be, be recording this so this is like roughly a year and a half in this is on the 21st of july 2021 three days before my birthday when i get you know finally turn 21 <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah so that's the time of the uh, the recording so we've now really put this in the back of our shelf of topics to do for a long time and we're not doing this because we're lazy and we ran out of topics i promise you um, because I know this topic is overcovered by everyone. So there's mm -hmm. various degrees yeah. of where you might find yourself in the lockdown right now. But I think we decided for quite a while what the angle is that we want to put on this because it's, it's easy to just mm. talk about this. I think everyone watches the news. We're all in it. What can we really teach you about the lockdown? Now, the one thing is that in episode uh, 28 and 30, the recent episodes, we did cover brain chemicals and we also covered disc profiling which is a profile mechanism to kind of see what type of personality type you are and during those episodes it became apparent that that could tie in quite well with how you might be feeling and um, experiencing the lockdown and taking that and using that almost like body armor you can actually probably put yourself in a lot better defensive and more in an offensive stance actually 
towards the effects of the lockdown and specifically, like you mentioned, the mental health effects and sometimes physical as well. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of us that got fat, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to kind of, uh, to, just to put it blatantly, but that's kind of going to be the tone. I'm done rambling. Um, where are we going to go with this money? Where do you want to start? Yeah. So I think there's, there's some really great angles that we're going to be working here today. So really looking at it from three different perspectives. Uh, so the first perspective being, you know, the fact that we are social beings by nature. It's It's been proven in mm. science and studies all over the globe in many decades, many years ago already. So that's the first point of discussion yeah. here tonight. There's also another one. The second point, which is touching a little bit more on the happiness chemicals or the, the four Im- mm. important brain chemicals that we covered back in episode 28. So if you're interested in that, again, after this episode here tonight, you'll absolutely get a good understanding as to how these things impact how you're feeling. As you mentioned, Leon, uh, during the isolation, when you're not in close contact with other people when you're not in close contact with Mm. your friends. So that's point number two that we're going to be touching on. And the third one is touching a little bit more on personality types. And believe me, Mm. this plays a massive role in this as well, because the type of person that you are, the type of personality that you have, you can just imagine that if you're an outgoing person, if you love engaging with other people, then that's coded in your biology, that's coded in your genes. And for some odd reason, you can't fight the feeling of being down all the time and you can't pinpoint it. Perhaps it's because of a lack of or an imbalance of chemicals pointing back to point number two that we're going to address tonight. Or it could just be that you are an outgoing personality type in the DISC profile Mm. that that we actually discussed or addressed in episode 30. And... We're going to extrapolate from that immensely tonight, really touching on all three of these different points, deep diving into why it is that we're not feeling ourselves during the pandemic, why it is that we can't pick ourselves up, why it is that we can't adapt, and why it is that some of our friends or family members adapted a lot better to the pandemic. I know if I take Mm. it, for instance, Leon, we are two completely different personality types. And I remember specifically Mm. when we went into lockdown, and going through lockdown the first couple of months of it and our self-isolation, mm. you actually felt completely different to the situation or adapted differently to the situation than I did. And I couldn't really yes. ever pinpoint it until I thought about it a little bit deeper and looked into the personality types and the happiness chemicals and all those things. But we're going to be touching on that as well. And I think most importantly, when we get to the tip section, we're going to be sharing a lot of tips on What can you do about that right now? Even being stuck in the pandemic, how can you sort of equalize uh, or balance those those chemicals, those important chemicals in your brain or in your body? And again, how can you work in certain things in your daily schedule to assist or to aid in your personality type by understanding what type of personality you are and looking at the DISC profile and seeing why some personality styles just fit so much better into self-isolation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on something there that's quite important. And that's what I like about these formulas is um, you get hocus-pocus formulas and then you get formulas that are just so strikingly real. 
And these are both, I mean, we won't introduce anything in our shows that feels even a little bit wonky, right? That's yeah. just not our style. We mentioned we'll, that's kind of explained in our personality types as well. Um, but as you just mentioned, like the way that me and you differed in our, um, the way that we experienced the first couple of months of lockdown was 100% different from one another. And when you look at the chemicals that we spoke about as well as the disc profiling 100% it matched the way that I felt mm -hmm. and the reasons for why I felt that way by looking at my disc profiling and looking at the personality types that I mostly exhibit so without you know further ado let's talk about this a little bit so just when you think okay it seems like everything is starting to release a little bit. You get thrown back into the dark. And this uncertainty, I think, is also something that completely grinds me mm. as a person. If you look at my disc profile and so on. So I think that just played with all of us and is still continuously playing with us. And I think it's important for us to address tonight. What can we do to start coping with this a little bit better? How mm. can we mm. put on the body armor? so to speak, proverbially, um, to just kind of get through this with a little bit more information as our weapons. Agreed, Leon. I think it's, it's, it's insane because we're going to be focusing on it from a few different angles that's really going to help us address it and say, even though there is no deadline to this, no hard deadline, we don't know how effective these vaccines will be. We don't know how quickly we'll finally get out of this and move back to the old normal or if 90% or 80% or 50% of the workforce will be done from home now. We don't know what's going to happen with the future. What we do know is that we're currently sitting in the situation and what we do know is that half of us aren't feeling ourselves anymore. Some of us might be mm. adapting to this a lot better. But we really want to extrapolate on how can we fix that for ourselves and how can we do that today? What can we apply to our lives? And I think the very first and foremost, most important point that we need to address here is that it obviously will have a massive effect on you because so many studies that we've spoken about in the past as well have shown that people who are severely isolated for an extended period of time don't live as long as other people who have a very active social life, who are very closely entrenched in their social uh, circles and have family and friends that they can communicate with on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's like it actually affects your physical health as well. So we'll chat a little bit more about that in a couple of minutes. But I think the most important point that I want to address right here, right now, is the fact that we have to understand that we're all social beings. And by stripping ourselves and putting pulling us out of society and out of our social circles, there's a massive impact that comes with it, mentally especially, because you're used to interacting with people. And, and this can date back as far as like the, the tribes that formed in the olden days before technology was even a thing. People worked together. They formed tribes, not because they could they couldn't do it on their own. They absolutely knew that they could do some things on their own, but they knew that they couldn't build a strong community if they're not doing it with other people. And that really does have a massive impact on you know, how this pandemic affected us because now all of a sudden we're stripped from our social circles and that goes against the very nature of us as human beings. So it would mm. make sense that we're not feeling comfortable, especially if it's for a prolonged time. And now what happens is that we sit at home and we get used to it. We get comfortable with it for a little while. But then all of a sudden we start feeling like there's something missing. 
and we can't yeah, this is not put a pin in it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it, it, it makes it so difficult for us to pinpoint what is it? Why are we feeling mm. so strange? It's because we're going against nature by isolating ourselves from other people because we are actually social beings. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, that is actually, I think at the core of all of this, the isolation, because that's what we're addressing here today, is, is is the isolation. There's obviously various factors, you know, where lockdown might restrict your movement, it might restrict your buying habits, it might restrict um, your visiting of a uh, place of worship and, and stadiums for music and so on. I feel like those are kind of secondary, but I think the social aspect and the ability to just uh, socialize and interact with people that just goes against the grain again I'm talking about the norm here not the extreme cases of people that do like to be um, lone rangers so to speak um, but it goes against everything in our being and it's something that when it's I, I always like to say that if it's my choice I can probably deal with it but when it's so forcefully done and you've got zero control and it almost feels like you're this puppet and um, here in South Africa we've got our president coming on every now and again to address I don't know exactly how the protocol works in other countries but um, they call it what a family meeting <laughs> it's, got, it's been coded family meeting by now um, and every time you sit there you listen to Mr. President and you know mad respect and all that kind of stuff but it's like you're sitting in a um, almost like at school in a principal's office and he's about to deal a blow and you don't know what he's got up his sleeve he, mm. he might tell you next week you can't shop or mm. next week you can't go to school and this has happened like up and down the whole time mm -hmm. so this ability to be social and the ability to be around your people and almost for me what i found was very very frustrating is being able to just plan a little bit further than a month at a time or yeah. even less sometimes you know if for example my dad uh, became 60 during lockdown you know, we knew that from when we were one years old, that he's going to be 60 on the 6th of June in 2020. And unfortunately, none of that could be um, arranged. We yeah. didn't know even like a month before his birthday, whether we were going to be able to be together. And unfortunately, it was the case that we couldn't do it. So even that was kind of, you know, if we struck that one month later, I think we were unlocked to level two or whatever, which means we can at least visit other provinces, we would have done something. And I think that aspect as well, being able to socialize, not just with your friends, but of course, your family and that, mm -hmm. um, those are kind of your anchor people. Those are the people that are always, always there in most cases and, and, and that at the midst of this complete and utter disorder you really really do seek those people you want mm -hmm. them you you want to speak to them you want to help get their perspective help them to get you to calm down a little bit because at some stage you feel like wow i'm too young to really comprehend what's happening and cope with this maybe i just need to speak to my dad or my mom or whatever but i don't want to do it over the phone you know yeah. i want to actually be there in their company and you know that it's it's just it brought so much distraught to myself to my uh, and and basically everyone i know um so yeah really really hard things to have dealt with the one thing that i think kind of kept me sane through all of this is that i wasn't doing it alone i knew that the mm. whole world is going through this yeah and that you know we all figuring this out and i say that 
almost out of breath because it feels as if it's been so long right now. Um, and the end is kind of, we can sort of see the end, but I still don't know what might happen. You know, you just really yeah. don't know. The vaccines are there now, but I don't know if that brings the end or not. Um, there's been enough up and down to be uncertain by this time. Yeah, and it's it's funny that you mentioned the fact that you know, you can't celebrate basic things or you can't spend face-to-face time with your friends and family during those specific times that you want to have those celebrations, that you want to have that interaction. Uh, and you also mentioned something about uh, you know, the, the schools closing down and opening up and mm. closing down. Mm. So those things definitely do have an effect on, on us, on our kids, on the, on the people closest to us. I mean, uh, your wife's marriages, teacher as man. well. Marriages. And, <laughs> yeah, marriages and everything. So you know, having that interaction is very, very important. And I think that, that takes us into the next point that we wanted to address yeah. here tonight, which is the happiness chemicals or the brain chemicals that is predominantly responsible for, you know, quote unquote, happiness, mm. if you really want happiness to call it and that. Joy. So short-term, happiness and short-term joy, joy yeah. and long-term joy. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, as Leon mentioned in the beginning, if you want to find out more about the happiness chemicals, we've got a dedicated episode to that, which is episode number 28. So feel free to go back after this episode here tonight and uh, go and listen to that if you want to find out more about the important brain chemicals and the science behind a positive attitude. But we're going to be touching on that a little bit now. And we're going to understand now from a scientific background and a research background why it is that that we crave that interaction and why mm. isn't FaceTime or your WhatsApp video calls or <laughs> Microsoft Teams enough. or any of those video calls actually good enough? Why doesn't it have an impact? Why doesn't it sort of quench our thirst for human interaction and human touch? And there's a couple of things that we're going to address here. So there are four chemicals that are predominantly responsible for this feeling of joy or mm. a stable mood or a happy mood. And they're called dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And we're going to quickly dive into each and every one of them, Leon. And I want to see why they have an effect on us during this this lockdown or during mm. the pandemic and self-isolation. And I think let's start it off with dopamine. I don't think dopamine has such a big impact on us. Uh, maybe it does, but more in a negative light. So You'll see when we touch on some of the other brain chemicals that it's basically an imbalance because there's a lack of stimulation in those departments. Correct. But with dopamine, I feel that it, it might be you know, flipped on its head and there's an overstimulation of dopamine. And what this means is that we seldom ever really struggle to get dopamine into our bodies right mm. i mean we can find that you anywhere and everywhere it. so yeah. to to give you a quick a brief overview as to what exactly do we mean by dopamine and this chemical this is really referred to as the reward chemical yeah. this is that that quick adrenaline rush that you get when you tick something off of a task list when uh you you're hungry and you make yourself something to chow and that first bite you grab mm. you know you just the, you get flooded with this dopamine chemical which is a feel-good drug or a feel-good chemical that is actually really really good for you it's a motivator to sort of push you through your daily tasks to push you through to provide you with motivation to accomplish mm. the next thing and the next thing and the next thing as soon as you've actually checked something off of a list as well so i don't think that there is a lack of dopamine at all and i think this is actually no. part of the problem you would I think, think so. that this this is a good thing but it's a part of the problem because if we have a quick look into dopamine we'll find out that 
dopamine is typically released into the body if, think about how much you started eating when you were working from home or when you were self-isolating. Mm. All of a sudden, you just start going through the cupboards, going through the fridge, and you're constantly peckish. You're constantly adding stuff. I don't know about you, Leon, but with me, this has been a problem. Yeah, um, I've picked up weight, definitely. And what happens then is every single time you eat something, every single time you you do something, you open up a notification because we're overusing social media now because we crave that social connection with people. Mm. Every time you open up Facebook and you see that someone reacted on one of your posts, you get hit with dopamine. Every time somebody sends you a WhatsApp message or a Telegram message or a Signal message or a Facebook messenger message, every single time you get a notification, you get hit with dopamine. So what happens is you're overstimulating that part of the chemicals and in your in your body and it's obvious why this happens during lockdown right it's because we suddenly your brain isn't stupid it knows there's an imbalance it knows that wow you're feeling down how can i compensate for this all right you can get very quick hits of dopamine just through scrolling through your facebook right mm -hmm. how many of you out there have become i like to call them glow faces like people that just sit in front of screens the whole day yeah. and myself 100 percent included so i'm not saying i'm not doing it um so by doing that you are making up for the low levels of oxytocin and serotonin which we'll get to just now and by just getting enough dopamine so and, and again dopamine i very much see as almost like an addictive type of um chemical in the brain because it's mm -hmm. it's an a short but bursty type of um happiness that you experience so it's almost like winning the a, a, pro, a prize or something yeah. like that you know it's it's short it bursts uh, but then it goes away like almost instantly but unfortunately you know when you get off of let's call it a dopamine high the higher that high was the low is even lower yeah so um unfortunately once that I don't know, Facebook scroll session goes back to work, you really don't feel like working, you know, yep. or once you've just had a big bowl of or big pizza or something, you don't feel like having a bowl of whole grain wheat after that, you know, <laughs> yeah. you kind of feel like give me more of that pizza. And by doing this, you are kind of keeping your happiness a little bit there, but it's a fake happiness. It's, it's, mm. it's a um, short term burst of happiness. And it's not joy. Joy is a little bit more long-standing. Joy comes from a good balance of oxytocin and serotonin. Mm. And those levels depreciate during lockdown for obvious reasons. We all know why. Um, so with that said, let's quickly talk about the second one, which is oxytocin. This is the love hormone, all right? This is the one of happiness or i would say joy where it's like playing with your kids babies being around family being around friends giving compliments really really uplifting kind of feelings and those are as you can see they are relationship bound usually so those are long-standing feelings those are feelings that don't just go over in a in a brush of a window mm. when you know once you leave that friend you still love that friend it doesn't go away and the more you have of those people and those interactions the longer those things keep that kind of level up right so mm -hmm. that's a lot more sustainable source of happiness or let's say long-term happiness or joy 
than something like a dopamine hit from running through Facebook. But unfortunately, we've all now been dealt this blow and we kind of have to do the short term stuff to keep ourselves sane because yeah. we can't just go and see our families. We can't just go and visit mates. You can't now just go and walk the dog um, and, and bond with your pets or whatever the case might be. I don't know. Do you agree with me? Like, I feel like the level of oxytocin has been kind of dampened yes. by this entire lockdown situation. And now we're using dopamine almost like a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. But again, the high of dopamine lets you fall so much further. So it almost feels you feel past the dopamine level you you're already on a low oxytocin level and serotonin when you fall back down past your dopamine you fall past what your oxytocin should be so it's almost like you feel even double worse (laughs) afterwards and this is kind of i'm I'm not a freaking psychologist or whatever but that's kind of the effect that i'm seeing but it makes sense yeah it's it's insane because i mean the first thing that comes to mind is imagine and i'm going to put this into an example and I'm going to use the, the most the closest example to how I've felt in the past. You've got so many things that you have to deal with on an ongoing basis. So many stresses and hassles and your know, work stress and personal life stress and financial stress and all these things that you deal with on an ongoing basis. And there's a healthy way and there's an unhealthy way to deal with that, right? So the healthy way would be to face your problems and to try and address those issues and try and find mm. resolutions to them. But what I sometimes do, still to this day, is on a Friday night, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to have a couple of drinks. And I'm just going to carry on yeah. drinking until I forget about my problems. And it really does help in that yes. moment, right? So you, you, <laughs> you're taking yes, the short-term fix, right? But what happens if tomorrow comes and you still don't want to deal with your problems? How do you you pick Saturday up the bottle morning. again. Exactly. But that's the <laughs> thing, right? So you can feel bad then the Saturday morning and then say, okay, you know what? Enough of this. Let me pick up. Um, let me pick myself up and let me deal with these tasks face first and really just dive into it. Or I can just take the easy way out and Have pick up the bottle drink. again, right? Yeah. And imagine this. Imagine if you were to pick up the bottle on a Monday and say, you know what, guys? I'm just not going to deal with my stress anymore. Let me just take the easy way out. I'm going to pick up the bottle, get absolutely smashed tonight. And then tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, you know what? Today is not the day either. I'm going to carry on. I'm going to carry on. So what happens then is you get addicted to the alcohol. And that's how mm. alcohol addiction happens, right? It's because you're constantly avoiding your problems. And that's, I think, mm-hmm. the, the, the best example that I, can, that I can think of when you compare dopamine and oxytocin as well is that now that you feel that you can't you know, have this interaction, you can't play with your, your pets, you, can't, you don't necessarily have close contact with your friends or family and, and things like that. You can't, you, maybe you're self-isolating alone. You know, there's, you don't have a partner. Maybe you don't have a girlfriend or boyfriend that you live with. Maybe you're divorced and you don't have anyone living with you. So you're self-isolating. You can't even hold someone's hand or give them a hug or anything like that or give someone a compliment mm, face-to-face. Or, so all mm. of a sudden, you know, getting used to the dopamine hits and getting addicted to that could become a massive, massive problem. So I think it makes a lot of sense, Leon, as to mm. you know, a lot of the bad habits that we that we that we've adopted during this time uh dopamine hits coming from netflix uh you're you're constantly as you mentioned screen time in general right because you're watching a show and you know it's uh, you just think to yourself you know it's fine i don't have to drive to work tomorrow or uh, the next day or anything so i can push through another two or three or four episodes instant gratification i.e dopamine 
instant mm-hmm. fixes to your problems, making you feel good instantly. So I think it's it's greatly summarized the way that you've explained it as well. And moving into the next one, which is serotonin, we'll see that mm. there's a massive lack in this department as well. Um, serotonin is known is. as the chemical, which is the mood stabilizer. This is typically stimulated through meditation or exercise, physical exercise, and probably the most important one that I want to mention here is exposure to the sun. Sun exposure. There's, there's something that yeah. happens that that really that that stimulates your serotonin levels when you're exposed to the sun. So now when we're con- constantly cooped up in our little homes, we're not getting mm. exposure to the sun. We're not getting physical exercise. We're not walking around in nature or observing nature. Dude, we're not getting out at all. Taking short taking short breaks um, and and going on vacation and stuff like that is extremely good for serotonin levels um, because Mm. that's like a long-term meditation session and you can't do that now Um, you know our beaches have been closed (laughs) you can't even go to the beach even the guys staying by the beach can't go to the beach so um, yeah I absolutely think serotonin this is the one thing and I think a lot of people had this in their life and i know of a lot of um i would call them like the real fitness junkie guys the guys that really do make an effort those guys have really been doing a lot better than most of us during lockdown um, because they seem to have just not given up on some of the good habits like exercising meditation cycling whatever the case might be walking around in nature or trying to get out a little bit mm. and for those guys are doing infinitely better they seem to just be able to see that little ray of sunlight at the end of the tunnel slightly better than us that literally just went completely turtle and went up in our shell and and hid away until this goes away and again for me it was very much a thing of this cannot be forever so i'm just going to wait it out Mm -hmm. but then now it's time to be so the the reason we want to talk about this uh the chemicals also is once you know about these chemicals and you know the science that exists within the chemicals and again we address this in full in a full episode so i don't want to talk too much about it but there's this excellent guy that i came across um deepak chopra that talks about mindfulness all the time and once you are aware of how your body works and how your mind works and how these chemicals work you can manipulate them i won't go as far as to say control them but Mm -hmm. you can definitely having the awareness gives you something to put your finger on so if you feel down you know okay this is oxytocin it's caused due to a lack of x y and z let me see what i can do about that again so that's what the armor is that i'm talking about is once you use this information as armor you can defend against this loneliness uh, passiveness depression anxiety all of those things not i'm not talking about people that are clinically um, obviously depressed and so on but if you are experiencing what they are calling rtep which is recent traumatic episode protocol which is mostly depressive and anxiety type of disorder forming due to this like acute problem so it's not that you were a patient before but i think you can treat that usually if you have a very or self-treat that if you've got a very good awareness about your mind and Mm. why you are feeling those feelings and i'm not saying it's easy it's it's simple it's not easy (laughs) Um, so the four chemicals are simple to understand it's not easy to apply methods to try and manipulate those levels in your body yeah so we've we've just covered three of the four chemicals dopamine oxytocin serotonin and the last one that we'll quickly dive deep on is uh, endorphins, the painkiller. Mm. 
And, and what this really means is that uh, it, your endorphin levels are stimulated by things like laughter or exercise or uh, you're watching a comedy or watching a funny show, mm. watching funny videos and, and things like that. So as much as that can or might be stimulated during the, these times when you're watching comedies or watching those type of things. But again, you're not surrounding yourself with people where you can actually you know, crack jokes anymore. Or maybe you've got that one mm. friend that's just funny as hell and you can't spend time with them anymore. Uh, and now it's just not the same when you're over the phone or when you're communicating digitally as well mm, yeah true now endorphins is a is a tricky one um it, it it almost feels like endorphins is a little bit of a mix between dopamine and um serotonin yeah it um does. so it's almost like a slightly longer term of those two and those are very very difficult to come by um i haven't personally perfected the art of um, isolating those um, but for example, one of the things that is very interesting around endorphins is if you have a specific love for something, let's say a hobby, um, getting into that. So something that is almost like intimately close to something that you like doing, like for example, money, it might be ripping a little bit on the guitar. Um, for me, it might be playing a round of golf. Um, you know, and it, it might be that I'm doing that on my own completely. It might not be that I've got people around, but it's still making me happy. Um, yeah. My wife enjoys a really good cup of co a cappuccino coffee and the process mm. of making it in the kitchen and then sitting and enjoying it. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself can release endorphins, which is different from dopamine and different from serotonin. Um, but it's it's still it's intimate and it's something that you can do completely, um, I would say, solo. Um, they even mention you know, like dark chocolate, people that are fans of dark chocolate, you know, the, yeah. the enjoyment part of it. So not just jumping through it <laughs> like you would in a movie theater, but literally sitting and enjoying and I, I, like almost the process and the love for the dark chocolate, etc. So it's they refer to this as the painkiller. It's something that literally takes away pain of some sorts by indulging in something that's very personal to you, something that you love doing for yourself, mm -hmm. not necessarily through the means of other people or uh, tools and so on, but it might be hobbies or something like that. So yeah, I mean, like even even if you think about it in the sense of, uh, of you're exercising, they call it the painkiller because it's, it's something that's you, you obviously experience a lot of pain and, and muscle aches mm. and you're tired and all those things if you go for it you know, 20 mile run or a 10 mile or a five mile run. I don't know, miles to kilometers, <laughs> a five kilometer run, right? Uh, or you go cycling or something like that. And yes, as much as you're in pain, you feel good about yourself. You feel good mm. that you've just gotten some physical exercise. You feel good about what you've just accomplished. And, and, and that's really where the endorphins play a key role as well. And then the last part that we wanted to touch on here tonight, Leon, was, was looking yeah, briefly at some of the the disc profiles or personality styles that we mentioned yeah. in episode 30 uh, last week as well, which is which is extremely interesting. And especially if you understand the type of personality that you have. Um, and if you want to find out more about this, go and reference that episode back. It's episode 13. We talk all about the disc profile and how important it is understanding, number one, uh, your, where you fit in, what sort of personality type or style you, you have. And how you can better communicate with other personality styles, how you can improve your communication with those other personality styles. But what I really wanted to focus on here is looking at a deep dive. If you understand that you are a D in the disc type personality styles, that means that you're a dominant person. 
And I think the one thing that I wanted to highlight out of this is, of course, when you're when we're talking about self-isolation, the dominant style, if we if you go back to that episode and you have a look at some of the research, it says that the D-type personality styles tend to enjoy engaging with others. They enjoy engaging with uh, with others in competitive situations. They like competition. They like engaging with with other people around them. And if you're a dominant style, Leon, and this is what I wanted, what I was getting at in the beginning of the show here today, is that you are a dominant. And what that meant is mm. that you all of a sudden are stripped from this competitiveness, you know, in in, in, yes. in situations or communication with others or dominating conversations with others because you're not really getting into contact with other people. And I think on the on the adverse of that, I think the most prolific point here is that. I'm being dominated by this. I, yeah. I have to True. I have to kind of subside to the dominance of the impact of this. So yeah. I have to actually take a back seat and say, all right, you have to now direct me, Mr. Um, COVID. Um, you have to be forceful with me. Exactly. You have to be firm with me. You have to tell me what to do. And that really sits difficult with a dominant person. I don't like being told you have to be locked down. You have to be indoors between nine and four in the morning. Mm -hmm. You have mm -hmm. to, or you're not allowed to go and buy alcohol or whatever the case might be. You can't visit family and friends. I hate yeah. it. You know, so that is, you know, that is probably, but I think we're going to find as we now work through the disc profile that, any one of these profiles would have a tough time with uh, with with lockdown. But understanding yeah. why you are that profile again equips you with the necessary tools, maybe to to deal with it a little bit better. Again, I think as much as that is true, uh, there are personalities that we'll touch on here that uh, that will adapt a lot better to the to the isolation, mm. and one of them being myself as well. And, and then we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. But I think what is interesting there is that you mentioned the, the fact that you are now dominated by this and you have a dominant personality. And a big part of that that we discussed in, in our episode last week was the fact that you a dominant people or personality styles typically see all and every situation as a win-lose situation. So who won in the situation? Yes. Who Great. lost in the situation? And you felt that you've lost in the situation. Like you you don't have control of the situation at all. And, and that, losing. of course, yeah, exactly. is making it a lot more difficult. And the next mm. one is uh, the I-style personality in the DISC profile. And the one thing that I wanted to highlight out of this is the fact that these are really the people that are completely and utterly dependent on interaction with other people they yes. are really the only ones that i would point out of the entire disc profile of uh, of personality styles that would really really require on an ongoing basis connection or communication or interaction with other people around them they are typically yeah. referred to as the influencers and they thrive on on being noticed and gaining acceptance from a group or from their social groups and from their peers. And all of a sudden, if you strip those personality types out of your social interaction, what will happen is, of course, they won't feel comfortable. They'll struggle to adapt to self-isolation. They'll, they'll struggle to get used to it. And 
they might actually fall into a mild state of depression as well if if you take into consideration yeah. the chemicals that we've that we've actually just just touched on as well the oxytocin especially because you're not getting into contact with other people you're not forming a deep bond with them or anything so i think this personality type probably had it the hardest out of any type of other personality style out there i agree i agree i really feel for the i type person and i <laughs> i know so many i style people so i kind of know that they've been having a very 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 tough time and again it's like you said it's because they like to be outgoing enthusiastic optimistic around people talking mm. socializing engaging with people they live and breathe people and interaction and relationships um it's it's incredibly difficult i can just imagine like i would say i'm slightly social compared yeah. to what an influencer type would be and i've been really really craving interaction even though we've had our times during lockdown that we could it's just not enough and yeah, I really do feel for the influence people out there that um, I, don't, I don't know. It's like you said, it's very, very easy to assume that many of them might be going through this R RTEP, yeah. uh, traumatic episode, episode protocol, because it just means that this is a this is a very acute form of depression based on the current situation. Right. And the yeah. only form of um, advice I can give to such a uh, personality type is that this will definitely end eventually you know it's just kind of hang in there yeah just hang yeah in there. it will it will get better i think also i think besides just the the i type i think the the two that we've just covered the d and the i the dominant and the influencer are the the ones that have suffered the most during this we'll see as yeah, we move through yeah. this that moving into the next one which is the s type personality in the disc profile uh, they typically, the, the only thing that I you know, really could pinpoint from the research as to these type of personality types, how they would have been affected through the pandemic and self-isolation self is the fact that they are typically associated with taking direction from a leader that they trust and being in close contact mm. with their leaders. And, and it mm. makes it extremely difficult, I think, but so much easier because the S-type personality really classified as people who respectfully consider the thoughts and the feelings of others. And they, they're constantly empathetic towards others in stressful situations. So as much as they're closely intertwined with the interaction with other people, they don't come across as dependent on others as uh, as I would mm. you know, classify the D and the I style. Yeah, they're extremely patient and humble. So, you know, in, in, in that regard, it's not in their personality to fight conflict or conflicting mm. situations or especially the situation that we're sitting in where we don't necessarily have control and everyone's getting upset and everyone's getting frustrated by it um it's it goes against their personality so i think they would have actually adapted a lot better to the to the self-isolation situation yeah you're right i think they are if you're a 100 percent strong s or an upper s uh they are usually the I'm, I'm assuming and i know a few s people that this is again very true to them as well they kind of accepted the situation you know they just yeah. accept it they're waiting it out they patient and humble about it they take direction from the government they listen to the protocols they don't rebel against it um they just take it and um i, I sometimes wish i could be that um in a way <laughs> Um, because they they seem way more yeah. comfortable and content than many of us. Um, they just see this as a, a, a breeze or, or a wave that's going to go yeah. over, 
which mm-hmm. is true. And they are just able to take the, uh, let's say, discomfort of this and put that at the back of their heads and just focus on the the now and just yeah. be patient about it. What I can say, um, maybe just to focus on the DNI really quickly is, and it might be helpful to not surround yourself because that seems to be impossible now, but have a phone call or a team session or whatever with a steadiness person as someone that's an S type, they might be able to just calm you a little bit and give you a little bit of direction and clarity and, and get you to just, you know, there's nothing you can do about this. Just stick it out, be there for your people in your household and yeah. provide food on the table. Those are the things that you really need to focus on right now. Yeah, and and I, I also think that we'll we'll touch a little bit more on that in in the next couple of minutes. But but let's quickly have a look into into the C type personality, which is the last one in the disc profiling. And mm. I think this is this is some, something that I can relate with and that resonates with me. It's because this is my main personality type that I've actually classified myself under the conscientious personality style Mm. in the DISC profile. And really, I think C-types have adapted to this self-isolation a lot better than any one of the other uh, type of personalities or styles of personalities. Primarily, if we have a look at the research, it's because they prefer privacy and solitary activities. And this yeah, is this true. this really answers the question, Leon, as to remember when we went through the lockdown and you said you're mm. struggling with it. And I was like, dude, I love it. Hey, to me, it's amazing <laughs> working on my own and not having anyone yeah. interrupt me, having the time to focus deep dive into my analyst mindset and my personality. And now it actually makes and a, you lot got of a lot of sense. I remember you, you got I got so, so much, done. much done, dude. I got so much done. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. You know why some people mm. actually adapt to to per, to the self isolation a lot better. Like it's, I said, disc profile is like a, is it's it's like gospel. It's super exactly. super accurate. And it's it's so powerful. It's like it's almost like fortune telling, right? Like I don't believe in like mm. uh, you know, any of the zodiac signs or fortune telling or any of those things. But I believe in this, dude, because this is science. <laughs> I don't know. This makes sense to me. Uh, again, it yeah. might be because of my personality style. Because uh, yeah, I'm a logical person. You've seen it. I'm an analytical You've person. Seen it work. And exactly, yeah. And I've seen it work. Mm. So go go and listen to the disc profile uh, episode that we did, guys, if you want to find out more about these personality styles. But in essence, I think in just summarizing it what i really wanted to get to is the fact that the personality style that you have once you actually go and read up about this or even just go and listen to our previous episode uh, you'll find that there's an explanation why you feel this a certain way there's an explanation why you do certain things a certain way it's because it's the type of personality that you have and again i want to just quickly point out that we're all a combination of all four of these personality types but there's certain of these styles that are dominant in each and every one of us so we mentioned that leon is a dominant um, in the in the disc type personality styles it means that in the d quadrant that is his main personality style that is what he resonates or that what resonates with him a lot better or a lot more mm. than any of the other ones so you can be a combination of two or three or four of these different ones but understanding who you are as a person and not beating yourself up about you know feeling bad or feeling crappy or not being able to pick yourself up during the self isolation situation that we're currently experiencing 
that makes a lot of sense. Leanne, I think it's time to quickly wrap it up with the real life tips. It wouldn't be the real life tips podcast if we didn't leave you guys with some real life action steps. I'm going to hand it over to you. Drop some real knowledge on us right here, right now, Leanne. What can we do to apply what we've discussed tonight in our own lives? Yeah, dude. So there's really just one tip that I want to share. And uh, there's a lot of me to this uh, episode. Um, So my one tip would be to go and listen to this a few times, maybe, and just go back to those two episodes and combine these three. What you're going to find is that everything you're feeling right now is completely normal. I think that is step one, right? As soon as you know that it's not just you, uh, this is the whole world going through this. And what you're experiencing is extremely normal. I'm going to quickly hit you with a couple of statistics here. And I took a couple of different um, studies and, and, and websites and information that I found from reputable sources and crunched the numbers to get averages. And it seems like... Um, 28% of quarantine parents have warranted a diagnosis of trauma-related mental health disorder. So a third of parents are having a tough time. Um, the same serving f- survey also found that 38% of people are feeling very tired with a lack of energy. How true mm. is that, right? Mm-hmm. 36% mm-hmm. were having complete sleep disturbances and 25% were feeling down, depressed, and hopeless. And dude... I promise you that should make us all feel better, yeah. right? Yeah. It means if you're sitting between four people, one in there at least is feeling crap about this lockdown. So if there's one tip that I want to give is that go and think about these chemicals, identify them, see where you fall in, what kind of chemicals are, are you experiencing out of balance and use that to see if there's a way that you can fix that chemical up or time, kind of top that chemical up. See those chemicals almost like reservoirs that just need to be topped up every now and again. And do the same with the personality types. Go and look at the personality types. If you're dominant and influential, um, see if you can find conscientiousness and steadiness people. You're probably going to find that they equal you out a little bit and they might have really just... Um, absolutely waited for the day of your call because believe it or not, they probably want your level of dominance and influence again because mm-hmm. they might be um, craving those type of personality types. These things are very much opposite attract. We spoke about that in the last episode. So go as a tip, just to summarize again, you're completely normal. Nothing's out of bounds here. Nothing's mm-hmm. wrong. This is all going to end. We all know this. It's nice to be able to put a number to your problem and to be able to understand why that problem exists. Once you know, and I've always believed that, once you know why it's happening, you only then can really fix it. And in this case, we're talking chemicals. Chemicals that we can, to a certain degree, manipulate. And it is a situational situational out of balance that you're experiencing so this will probably rectify itself eventually absolutely love that and that's it that's it from my side especially the fact that you know this is normal that that resonates with me man because i really I, i feel like we we always think you know we beat ourselves up and think what's what's wrong with me during this why yeah. can't that's I just an effect of the up? isolation <laughs> exactly exactly but knowing that this that the 
that this is normal and that others are experiencing exactly what you're experiencing. But most importantly, knowing that there's science behind this, dude, knowing that there's a reason for this, because that's what I'm focused on. I always want to know, don't come and tell me, yeah, this is normal, because I'm, I'm sure we've all heard this. But knowing that this is normal and that it's been proven and that there's studies and research behind it. Great tip, Leon. I think from my side, I also want to leave one tip and I might want to just tie it into what you've just mentioned, right? The the one thing that I wanted to add on top of that is is speaking to the happiness chemicals that we've addressed, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin, the endorphins, right? There is a way for you to still get that even if you're in self-isolation, right? If you are looking to stimulate your dopamine levels, Maybe try and cut down on them. <laughs> I think don't yeah. don't try and that because they're overly stimulated already. I can almost promise you that by all of the the things that you're constantly doing to that you're craving because you're you're trying to make up for it, right? <laughs> that is absolute gold. You're so right. You're so right. I mean, if you if you scroll Facebook for two hours a day, go take Facebook away for a week and then scroll for only ten minutes. You won't believe how much you'll enjoy that ten minutes exactly after yeah. you've not had it for a while. Very, yeah, very so tricky. so trim trim back a little bit on the dopamine. On the oxytocin, you can definitely stimulate that by I don't know, get a pet, man. Like seriously, if you've mm. ever considered getting a pet or something like that, it's gonna make you feel better. And there's there's science behind it because it's gonna stimulate your oxytocin levels. It's the love home hormone. Or yeah. maybe just make sure that if you're self-isolating with with people around you inside your home, maybe you're isolating with your friends, with your family, make sure that there's time for your affection and and you know hugging them and holding hands and and just giving love but physical touch get away from the phone physical touch get away from the phone if you're self-isolating with your with your family give them hugs go out of your way this week i would say give them hugs because that actually will make you feel better there's there's yeah it will stimulate your oxytocin levels in serotonin you can spend time meditating in the morning. You can spend time mm. going and running or you know, now, maybe exercising. Exactly. I've worked out an exercise routine for myself in the mornings, just 30 minutes. That's all. Uh, it can be even just 10 minutes in the morning. Just quickly, mm. maybe doing a couple of crunches or or doing a couple of squats. You know, whatever the case is, getting some physical exercise will stimulate your serotonin levels. Absolutely. If you really want to increase your endorphin levels, then... Make sure that you laugh. Watch a comedy. Watch a funny video. Tell jokes. Um, again, you know, try and get some exercise so that you feel good about yourself. It's important to note here that it's a balance of those chemicals. Making sure that you balance those chemicals, that you stimulate all of those chemicals on a daily daily basis. They're mutually exclusive. Exactly. And then I think tying just lastly into that and wrapping that up from from the disc profile and the personality type. I think you've mentioned something crucially important there is that yes opposites attract but there there's additional steps that you can also take if you know that you're a dominant person if you know that you fall in that quadrant of the personality styles the research shows that dominants like lively debates they like debating with people they enjoy the wins so you know make sure that you open yourself up to situations like that make sure that you create scenarios if you're a person that enjoys winning in certain scenarios then I don't know, make sure you play some online chess or or get engaged yeah. with, with, with people that will 
stimulate that part of your personality. If you're an I style, make sure that you make time for to help other people, to, to comfort other people. Make sure that you surround yourself with others that you can actually get that interaction with as well. Go and volunteer. Go and volunteer or, at like the exactly. church or the hospitals. If it's allowed, if obviously protocol allows, get that kind of outreach with people. And the S personality type? Remember that we said that they enjoy you know, being in close contact with their leaders. Make sure that if you're an S-type personality style in the DISC profile, get in contact with your, uh, with your boss, with your manager, with whoever's leading your life. If, if, if it's your husband, if it's your wife, make sure that you check in with them. Get some guidance from them because that will stimulate your personality style as well. And then the last one the C-type personality. As much as we love self-isolation, as much as we love deep diving and having time to ourselves and deep diving into analysis and analyzing statistical information, make sure that you that you use this free time for yourself. Use this time to analyze all of the stuff that you've always wondered about. Do, use this time to research things or to study something. This is, this is what I do yeah. on an ongoing basis as I use it to my benefit. Because of this disc profiling, I know myself so well that I can you know, play into that and I can use this self-isolation to my benefit. Leanne, I think it's been an absolute yeah. awesome, awesome episode. I really, really enjoyed diving into this uh, to the extent that we did. Mm. I think we really covered each and every single aspect of it. Yes, I, I completely agree. I think this came out even better than I wanted. Um, we were very intentionally looking at not doing a COVID-heavy episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really happy that it, it turned out like this. I truly hope that there's um, people that will find some light at the end of the uh, tunnel here and see that we're all in this together, man. And uh, by equipping yourself with the right tools, um, this is going to be over in a flash and these tools will stay along forever. So it absolutely enjoyed it. With that, I guess I'm signing out from my side. Let's flip it on its head a little bit. So from me, <laughs> Leanne, thank you very much for joining us on this episode. Thank you all so much. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Until then, stay safe. And remember that applied knowledge is power. So knowledge is always potential power, but you have to apply it to your life. Until next time, cheers. Cheers, bye.